Catherine Gallagher. And I'm Jan Pesson. And this is Bitchin' About Food. Jan, I'm a little under the weather. Yes. I mean, I'm wearing a little mask here. Yes. I might have a coughing fit. Can't wait. I have water. Good. Mm-hmm. I got it from Dean. Dean got sick. I got sick. Whatever. Okay. I think Snore. People, I think people are just going to get sicker as the years go by, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, I just th- think there's more stuff in the air. I think there's more stuff. We're going to get sicker and we're all going to die. Enough, anyway. Enough chit-chat. Okay, yep. we have a little housekeeping Let's to do before on. we welcome our guests. Jan, this is the best time of year. You want to know why? Why? There's no holidays. There's no stupid holidays. We don't have to prepare for Christmas, New Year's, Easter. You know, we don't have to prepare for Thanksgiving. Speaking of Thanksgiving, it's six months away. I'm already stressing. Okay. I'm already thinking about yeah, my turkey. I don't even know why you're sick. It's six months away, Jan, and I'm stressing. You're stressing about something that's six months away. Another thing is I have to apologize to you. Um, Dean says I was too hard on you during our last podcast with the girls when I was talking about you and your prostitution phase. He thought that was rude. You you never had a prostitution phase. No, but I'd like to. (laughs) Okay. That ship has sailed. I know. Okay. More housekeeping. Yeah. Some good restaurants to report. Some good restaurants to report. Little Sister. Was good. We're going there tonight, Dean and I. Are you? We're going to try some new stuff. Okay, let Very me know. Good. Thanks to Judy Hing. Yeah. Little Sister was pretty good. It and was pretty good. Catherine Detrave, our other podcast guest, took me shopping in Century City and we went to Italy. Oh, that's good. Oh, God, it was so good. Yeah. It was Italy's good. Yeah. I just hate that mall. I know. It was, yeah. Anyway. It's horrible. Okay. They redid it and now it's horrible. Okay, enough, yeah. enough about that. Now, yeah. Dean and I went to Portland and we had three great meals. We went to Portland City Grill in the pink building noble rot and my favorite was hot yai h-a-t-y-a-i a thai restaurant that uh my friend took me to for lunch which was absolutely amazing so if you're in portland hot yai on the corner of sixth and belmont go there it was so good yeah so okay good. that does me no good whatsoever anything else to report no that i give a shit about hey, okay okay you know what can we move on now? okay let's welcome your guest our okay. guest the wonderful Yay. Lou Moore is here. Yay. Woo. Woo. Podcast. Yay, Lou. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're thrilled you're here. Let me start by saying that Lou and Jan work together at the unnamed day job, which we are not going to discuss. But all I have to say to you, Lou, is if you work with Jan, you have my deepest sympathies. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to fly right now to the Vatican, Jan. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to nominate Lou for sainthood. So if you get a letter from the Pope, Lou... It's not spam. I did nominate you for sainthood because you work with Jan, well, who is the biggest grouch on the entire planet. Anyway, okay, oh I can't, gosh. I can't argue that. Welcome so. to the Go podcast. Ahead. Thank you for coming. Thank you for oh, being thank here. You. So I was fascinated by your pre-interview because Lou comes from a long line of fabulous cooks, like really good cooks, amazing mm. cooks, and it's all about the roles. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the roles that yes. are the rite of passage, but somehow the cooking gene. Um, passed Lou by. Wow. She is not a cook. She doesn't like to cook. She's not into it at all. And when you had kids, that was a problem because you had to cook for the kids. I did. And the kid herself is a much, much better cook. And at the age of five, I was critiqued about my cooking. So let me ask you this. I just took my mask off because it is a little muffled. I... Let me ask you this. When she took over cooking, mm-hmm. she was five? So she didn't take over cooking. She just critiqued it and would give me advice on how to make it better was at she, five. Was she right? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Wow. Okay. Okay. But when did she actually take over cooking? Because she did take over cooking, right? She did it more recently. She took over cooking. I just had a point in my life. I just said, I'm done. I had, you know, some major things happen. And I said, there's no need for me to cook anymore. I mean, it's not enjoyable. It's stress-inducing. And I just get no joy out of it. So she gladly took over because we, whenever we'd have, like, I know you were discussing holidays earlier, she would talk about, well, what ingredients I was going to use. And just she would give me suggestions and things like that. And she says, well, why don't you try this? And, you know, sometimes she'd come in and help me and everything. And then as she got older, she just started taking over certain dishes. So there was the help. So I said, why am I, why am I killing myself? This yeah. is ridiculous. But let's go back. Because when you were young, your mom was an amazing cook, according yes. to what you told me. Yes. And did she welcome you into the kitchen? My mother? Not so much. Reason being because the kitchen was just her thing. 
you know, it wasn't her only thing, but it was her thing. And just given mother-daughter relations, it's just like, that was her thing. Sit down, shut up, eat kind of a thing. Do you have siblings? I did. I had a brother. Okay. But my daughter was raised pretty much because I was a single mom by my mother. So they had a more congenial relationship. Got it. Interesting. And so she was right there front and center when my mom was cooking in the kitchen. She was welcome. I was not. So Interesting. So that, I think, is what how that spurned for my daughter, even though I think she was just a natural cook anyway. Like I say, at five. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And when you followed her advice, did it, was it better? Was it was. It, God, begrudgingly it was. How is that possible? And what kind of stuff did your mother cook? Yeah. My mother was the queen of weeknight dinners. She had to cook for her husband every night. She would also go to the store two to three times a week after she got off from work. And This is she, what we do. But she was just so good. I mean, like, just, I mean, like, pork chops was her specialty. Anything meat-related, steak, pork chops, chicken, those are, like, the big top three that she made. And she used a lot of, like, box products. And she, like, put her little zhuzh on them. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was so good. It was just good. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's what my, that's what my mother did. Yeah. She would shop, you know either once or twice or even three times a week, depending, and she would make a grocery list of all the meals, right, that she was mm -hmm. going to make for the whole week. And it was also very meat-oriented, right? So... Yeah, what was your... What was your... Was it meat-oriented when you were young? Oh, for sure. Are yeah. you kidding me? My mom was from Texas. Okay, is that where you grew up? No, I grew up here. Okay. But we would go to Texas in the summer. Okay. So, yeah, very meat-heavy. What was her best dish? Pork chops besides pork chops? Fried chicken. Oh. <sighs> Does my, your daughter make good fried chicken? Believe it or not, my my daughter doesn't make it. Oh, yeah, she makes everything else. My mother never made. My mother never fried anything. No, mine either. My mother she didn't, didn't know believe how to fry. She mm. didn't believe in fry. Your mother didn't fry in Kentucky. No, well, she was from Connecticut. She didn't fry. Yeah, but she lived in Kentucky. Yeah, but she could never master frying. You guys spent your whole lives pretending you weren't in Kentucky. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you were in Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. but she loves fried chicken, and she's always like. Yeah. And she's like, do you know anybody who makes good fried chicken? I'm like, not really. Fried chicken is hard. It's hard to it do. It is. It is. Why is it hard? You put flour and egg and something and then fry it. But you would think it is. I mean, the mastery of it, though. I mean, the ingredients right are easy. Salt, pepper, yeah. paprika, whatever you put in. But nine times out of ten, people don't do it well. There is there is a secret to it. Yeah, there Clearly, sure is. I, I do not know it. Uh, well, speaking of secrets, do you go out for fried chicken here in L.A.? Where, where, do you go? where do you go? Where would you go? If I got fried chicken, I would go like to, there's a couple of soul food places near me. Um, Doolin's in um, Inglewood. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the other one used to be here in the marina. And it was actually, I forget the name of it, but it was the Doolin's family had a restaurant for years right on Washington. It was right next to Killer Shrimp. And oh, yeah. if you remember, I cannot, yeah. the name of it escapes me. I used to get their food there. Yeah. They had at that restaurant really good fried chicken. Second mm. to my mom's. And I go there. But they're not there anymore. They're not. No. They moved. They have two locations, one on Crenshaw, which is closed, but they're undergoing some sort of uh, revitalization. And then the one that's there in Inglewood on um, Manchester and La Brea. Do you miss your mom's fried chicken? I do. I do. Oh, that's weird to think that when somebody passes, your mom has passed? Yeah. When somebody passes away, you miss their, like you miss their signature dish. Oh. You know? Yeah. Maybe even more than them. <laughs> uh, who nice. knows you know what a little bit of both yeah. honestly a little bit of both i miss you mom but i also miss your chicken well more. It, again it's food is a memory you know it's also food i think makes us there's something it's comforting it's all it's not just because it was good it's also it's a comfort thing it, it's a memory and of a time and a place and yeah. it's mm -hmm. a, it can be very comforting oh for sure let's talk yeah. about the roles Let's talk about the rite of passage rolls. Oh, that rolls. was such a fascinating oh, conversation. So Lou has a family recipe for rolls, Parker House, dinner. They would call my great-grandmother would consider them dinner rolls. Mm -hmm. And we just shortened them to rolls because, you know, that's what you do. The rolls. The rolls. The infamous rolls that take an entire day to make. Yeah, because of proofing. and Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. 
And so <laughs> your whole face just fell thinking about the roles. Like to me, that would be so much fun. Ugh. Yeah. I'm with you, Lou. Oh my gosh. Too much yes. work. The pressure. Yeah. It was just like. What was the pressure? Well, the pressure came down because it was my great grandmother's recipe. She, you know, she created this. Like I said, she was like a, a cook in the Texas school system and also a dietitian. So she came up with this recipe and she would pass it down to all the women in the, you know, back then, you know, all the women in the family had to cook. That's right. And so my aunt, my great aunt took it upon herself to this as she mastered these roles and these were, this is it. She took it on as her signature. So she came, she said, now it's time, like passing the baton, you know, like uh, we all have to learn how to do these roles. And oh my God. I will never forget that day. I did not let them rise long enough. I did not need them long enough. It was just like I didn't use enough Crisco. I didn't. I just said, you know what? You can take these roles. Oh, okay. So wait a second. You had like an audition day. I, we all, myself, my daughter, and another relative, we did. Oh God. Wait, all three of you had to make a batch. We we had. It was one big batch. We were making like several batches of roles and we each had our part to do oh god it was horrible Ugh. just horrible but wait what about your mom did she ace the roles did she no my mom at that point in her life she was in charge of washing the dishes big meals at that point in time was not her thing for the entire family she was just she was relegated to the dishwasher wheat nights was her thing but holidays she was in the kitchen busting dishes and she was fine with that and you know what I can see why. Less pressure. <laughs> the holidays are full of pressure. Ugh. Why are they so pressurized? I, I, because you're, you're putting on a show. Yeah. You I, are performing for your family. Isn't this the best time of year where there's no holidays to worry about? Oh, I love it. Well, see, I'm retired from cooking, so I I, I don't have that pressure yeah, how, anymore. Okay, so let's talk about that. So what do you eat? Like you go home from hauling ass all day, dealing with Jan, fighting with her at work, punching her out, telling yeah, her to yeah. shut up. <laughs> And then you go home and you're like, God, that Jan, what a bitch from hell. What am I going to eat? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I am someone who um, will get a salad, you know, a sandwich or like on a day like today, I'd like make like a couple of meals. And um, like, what did like, you make? Like, what did you make? Well, I haven't made it yet, but I'm going to go home and make smothered chicken in the oven. Smothered chicken? Smothered chicken. Okay. Well, how do you do that? Get some chicken wings. Season them up, get some uh, condensed canned soup, and smother them. Oh. Bake them for like an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. And that will be my meal for the next few days. I can't do wings. I love wings, but Dean is not a wings person. He doesn't, he says, I don't like to work for my food because wings oh. is a little bit of work. You got to pick up and eat it. And, you know, eat, eat. wings don't. You don't eat wings easily. They kind of are a pain to eat. I love them. I mean, I could eat wings, you know. That's all my mother eats is wings. Really? Yeah. She likes She meat. likes, well, she likes the dark meat. So she'll eat like a back occasionally, but she doesn't like white meat. She only likes dark meat, but she'll eat wings. Huh. That's hmm. what, if, if I go get fried chicken, all she ever wants is wings. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what else are you going to make besides smothered chicken? Oh, rice and a veg. And Simple. Then, you, then you eat that for two or three days? Yeah. Then what? Salad? Then I'll decide what I want to eat. Oh, my God. You don't, yeah. you just kind of. You know what? For so long, food, I basically was like a control thing for me because I'm an emotional eater. So now I'm kind of coming away from that. You know what? Everybody is. Yeah. Everybody is an emotional eater. Mm. Really. I mean, it's impossible not to be. But you're coming away from that and you're embracing what? I am trying to embrace the fact, am I really hungry? And if I'm hungry... What does it matter if I eat something if I'm long, as long as I'm satisfied? So I can like make a smoothie and I'll be okay. Yeah, I, I do that too. I think, am I really hungry? Am I really hungry? And I go, you know what? Yeah. I'm thinking about that based on that, you know, that podcast that we do with Lynn, you know, with mm -hmm. that, that book that none of us can find. You or know. understand. I know it's hard. Oh, it's just eat less, exercise more. But, but like, you know, I eat. And I'm waiting for my body to say, you've had, you know how Lynn was like, you know, you just wait for your body to say you've had enough. And my body never really says that. Mm. I just yeah. keep eating. You have a big appetite. You eat a lot of I food. <laughs> you really do. You eat a lot of food. Jan. <laughs> Sorry. 
she does. I don't know how you take it. Five, <gasps> five days a week. All day. Okay. I have my jam breaks. Mm-hmm. They, they, they save me. They save me. OMG. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. I'm comedy relief. What do you want? She is. She really is. I'm just mm-hmm. comedy relief. That's mm-hmm. one way of looking at it. I do it. a little dance, a little seltzer down your pants, call well, it a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. All right. Let's talk about your daughter. Mm. What's her big specialty? Is she like across the board, fabulous baking, cooking, barbecuing, grilling, sauteing, vegging? I would say for her, she's really good at sauteing. And sauce, like last night she made this incredible sauce. She had pork belly and she just came up with the sauce. I mean, that's what I mean. She's such a natural cook. She doesn't follow a recipe. She just puts things together and it takes fa- it tastes fabulous. How, I do not have that. What? How on earth did that happen? Well, she hung out yeah. with Lou's mother. Yeah. Your mother was an instinctive cook like that too? She would just whip something together? Just She she would, um, except like in weeknights, her husband, you know, he liked his things. He was a man, which was very odd to me, did not like leftovers. Dean doesn't like leftovers. Only pizza. Only pizza doesn't like leftovers. I don't get that. I don't either. I could eat, I could eat the same thing like Jan. We could eat the same thing for a week and be yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah. No. He, why didn't he like leftovers? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know why Dean doesn't either. There's something about, I think it's a psychological thing. Mm. He, he doesn't he doesn't want to eat something that was like a day old or something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wow. Maybe it comes from their childhood. Maybe that's because all they ever ate was like leftover. Like yeah. Whatever it was, it true. was leftover. Has to be. true. Has to be. So well, I'm glad I could solve that for you guys. Thank you, Jen. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Your grandma, mm. what kind of a thing w- was her cooking? Like how many people did she have to cook for? Oh, my God. They would have... At least thirty people for the holidays. Oh my god! Their house was the entertainment house. This is what you were telling me earlier that your house was the party house when you were growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, what's thirty people at a holiday look like? Like, what do you have? Oh, it's bedlam. We have like a couple of hams, a couple of turkeys. Um, at that time, we'd have like a couple of salads. I mean, a whole table full of desserts. Uh, oh, it was a lot. Alcohol, of course. You know, it was everything. Pasta, everything. You know, potato salad. That's the one thing. We were Southern, so we always had potato salad. Oh, okay. For everything. Year round. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Southern because you're from Texas? Mm-hmm. Okay. <coughs> I'm coughing. Oh, now I have to take over. Every time she has a coughing spell, I'm supposed to take up the slack. See how this is going to work out. Oh, not great. Is it over? <laughs> no. Okay. Great. So you were from Texas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh <clears throat> at somebody's pain over there, but I'm going to. Um, so, you know, my mom lived in Texas for a little while. <coughs> oh, really? What's yeah. Funny? I don't remember. My dad was going to school at Texas A&M because he was studying to be a veterinarian. And so, but she, you know, there weren't a lot of things about Texas that she really loved, oh. but the food was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. And they had, well, okay. They had names for things that were completely inappropriate, and one of them was it was called a wop salad. Okay, you can't say that anymore. No, it's very, no. very bad, very derogative. It, but this was yeah. Texas, circa nineteen, I don't know, forty-eight, fifty. I don't know, somewhere in there. <clears throat> anyway, so, but it, it was like a spicy salad. Of some sort. I don't know. But Mm. she raves about it. And the barbecue, she also raves about. And what else? There were some other things. But she said, like, it was amazing. So did you... great. Yeah. So did you... Did you eat barbecue? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And did your did your grandmother, your mother make it? Or did you go get it? Or... They would make it. um, When we would go back to Texas, we would go like to a great aunt's house. And there was, again, another big thing. I mean, that's the one thing about my family. I'm sure like everyone from the South, I don't mean to generalize, but we would have big gatherings. Barbecue was front and center. Like I said, it was Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, right. What else are you going to do? Right. But I mean, when they, so they made it themselves. Yes. Yes. So they had to make the barbecue sauce. They had to Mm -hmm. make the. Mm -hmm. From scratch. Right. Yeah. So did you. 
gleam anything from that process or not really? Not really. I, it was too long and too arduous for me. I just wanted the end result. Okay. So, you know what? I And really and truly at that time, when they were doing things like that, I was a kid. We weren't really supposed to be in the kitchen anyway. We were yeah. supposed to be like away. Got it. You know? Got it. So, and does your daughter know how to make barbecue the way you guys? Bar she makes barbecue sauce. Bar I mean, she doesn't have a barbecue now, but like oven barbecue, yes, she can. She can whip up the sauce like anybody's business. And I bet it's delicious. It it's is. pretty good. It is. I'd like to know how she makes her sauce. Can we get that? Sure, I can ask yeah. her for it. Sure. And then is there any place in Los Angeles that you go to for barbecue that oh, you like? Yes, two places. Blood Sows in West Hollywood. And there is another place, and of course, it may be early onset, on Ventura Boulevard. Oh, it's a bistro or backyard barbecue. Two great places. I love them. Oh, just the one blood sows, definitely a gentleman. His family is, I believe, from Texas. So it's kind of something I grew up with. And that's in West Hollywood. Yeah, that's blood in sows. West Hollywood. Okay. I, believe so. I believe he is from Texas, if not mistaken. And the other one, uh, Barnyard Bistro, excuse me. Um, I don't know where they are from, but it's just good food. Barn just, and what's it called again? Barnyard? Barnyard. Barnyard. Boneyard. See, I told you. Bone Early onset. Boneyard um, barbecue. barbecue on it, Ventura Boulevard. On Ventura. Okay. And that's that's in Sherman Oaks or where are I we think talking? it's like right that borderline of Sherman Oaks, Studio City, I believe. Don't okay. quote me. But okay. it's, it, it's good. We're talking about barbecue. What did I miss, girls? Everything. Yeah. We were brilliant. I hope you're better. I'm better. I'm just, you know, this coughing fit comes and goes. It's mm. lovely. It's mm -hmm. very attractive. Mm -hmm. Thanks for leaving. I have a great barbecue sauce recipe. Thanks for asking. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. It, okay. It's an Ina Garten. Oh, oh, well, excuse me. It's delicious. All right. Takes forever. Yeah, well, I don't See? want it to take forever. See, I told you. Who wants that? I don't want that. Who wants all? I don't have that time. You only get as much out of it as you put into it, Jim. I don't believe that's true. I don't think it should take forever. I mean, something, sure, but. Then go buy a bottle of sauce. No, it tastes like crap. I don't want to buy a Doctor bottle. it up. Put some smoked paprika in there. Yeah, okay. Call whatever. it in. God, she's so mean See? to me. Uh -huh. I know. I'm saying, I'm saying. No. But she's not feeling well. She's not feeling well. Yeah. I'm all mm -hmm. right. I just, you know, sometimes you get that thing where you get that coughing fit and it just will not, you know, it sucks. <laughs> right, Jan? Oh, God. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, what else I'm, are we going to talk about? I don't know. We got to talk about, like, when you go to restaurants, what is your, what's your criteria for this is a good restaurant? Mm, service, obviously. Really? Cleanliness, of course. I know. I know. Not um, the food? You know, if I can go and have an okay meal, because again, I'm I'm trying, I mean, food is sustenance for me. It's not the be all and end all like it used to be for me. But if I can go and have a good time and I have good service, I'm okay. I mean, I, I you know what? I won't complain too bad. You know what I mean? Um, but an excellent meal? Oh, God. Right. What's the last excellent meal you had at a restaurant? I'm, you know, I'm trying to think the last time that I went out. It's, I mean, COVID kind of waylaid that for a, for a long time. You know what? I mean, earlier you had mentioned Italy, and it's, it's been almost like a few years since I've been there. But they had this pasta dish that was just amazing. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. And you look yeah. out the window and you see these skyscrapers, you know, you see the century city sky. Feels like you're in a big city. Yeah, you for know? sure. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I just don't like that mall. They ruined it. They made it huge, Too huge, fancy? huge, huge. It's and, confusing. And it's very confusing. It's not user-friendly. It no. used to be like so, you know, and again, you know, if you're like, if I try to take my mother there, it's impossible mm. because you have to walk, 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 yeah, walk. Yeah, okay. No, it would be not good for Frima, but. No, not good for me either. The problem with Italy is that then you go shopping in Italy. You know, you shop for that pasta, the sauces, the wine, wine, yeah, everything. It's like, oh my God, if I worked here, I would have no money because all I would do is spend my money at Italy. Was it packed with people? No, it wasn't bad. Huh. It wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. It was delicious. Oh, God, it was so good. Not as good as our beloved Angelini in the Palisades, but. Oh my goodness. I have heard of that place. It's so good. It's I've never been. So good. 
but it's expensive. Yeah. But, you know, we, we complain about that enough. Well, there's expensive and there's expensive. Well, Angelini's expensive. Yes. Yes, ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The prices are ridiculous. But it's Everything's ridiculous now. You know, thank you. Thank you, economy. Thank you, America. What about during the day? How do you deal with work and food? Do you eat breakfast mm. in the morning? Are you a breakfast eater? No. You know what? I am a coffee drinker and I'll have like a piece of like pastry and that will hold me. I mean, it's not good. Don't go by me, obviously. Clearly, I've got some issues, but... Um, what do you mean? Clearly, you've got some issues. Well, I mean, you know, we should eat something. But I, I think for me, because the job can be stressful, I really don't have that much of an appetite. So that kind of it kind of kills it a little bit. Okay. But I do definitely have coffee and like a piece of pastry. So that kind of sustains me okay. usually in the morning. And then what about lunch? Mm, not so much lunch because I usually go home and like will eat something right away. Like I say, because of something I've cooked, I'll just heat it up and I'll just eat right then and there and I'll eat so early. So you have pastry and coffee in the morning and that's it for the whole day? Usually. Oh, my God. I usually just smoke crack and then I'm done. <laughs> oh, Jan. Just go for my crack bake. You're so crazy. Break in the kitchen. Call it a day. So, yeah, because I'm still trying to do that fasting thing. So I don't eat until like 11 and then I have like a lunch at work and then I eat when I get home and then I stop eating for as long as I can stand it. For three minutes? You Shut stop up. eating for three minutes? Yesterday, that's amazing. Yesterday I did 18 hours of fasting. Shut up. 18 hours. That's a long time to go without food. That is a long time. Uh-huh. And then do you eat continuously for 18 hours no, after no, that? No. She's a bitch from hell. No. Okay. All right. I'm just asking. No. Just asking how mm-hmm. that works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's um, just like me. Every time I buy a box of gluten-free free free cookies and i say well i will just eat one or two a day and that will last me and by the second day they've all been eaten i have zero willpower i cannot keep anything like that around me you ever have a cookie problem what about sweet tooth you have a sweet tooth mm-hmm. Do you? clearly if i'm eating pastries in the morning well i mean a little pastry to last you all day i don't consider that a sweet tooth i mean do you have like oh. what like what's your thing oh my god anything Everything. candy cake 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 cheesecake Oh, I like cheesecake. A good cheesecake. I didn't oh, know that. Cheesecake's yeah. your thing? Okay. Yes. Cheesecake, red velvet cake. There's a cake, tres leches cake. But unfortunately, my doctor has told me I have to pull back on the dairy, so I can't have that anymore. So no more cheesecake, no more tres leches cake. So. What? Yeah. Are you lactose intolerant? Though? No, I've got an issue with my kidneys. Oh, so no. I've got to, and that's kind of what leads me not to eat a lot. You know, I've got to be very careful. And, you know, ugh, eating's a chore now. So that, I mean, why eat if I can't eat what I want? So, yeah. I hear you. Trace Leche's cake is great. Oh, I don't like it, but it's really good. Yes. Um, yeah, what else? Like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Food is hard. Food is challenging in, it is. in so many different ways. Because it's not something you can blow off. No. Like, you... you you, I mean, I guess you can go without eating for a couple of days, but your mind is constantly, that's why that Ozempic that they're talking about now, mm. they're saying that not only does it kill your appetite and make food taste weird, but it also shuts off the voice in your head that's always yelling at you that you want to eat or you want to eat or you're, you're craving something. You know, it shuts down that voice in your head. Oh, wow. So it affects your brain and your stomach and your taste buds all at the same time. But given that, I don't I, think I'm... I see you've done a lot of research into this drug. It's all over TikTok. I can't get off of TikTok. It's oh, just, I love TikTok. Oh, God, I can't get off of We'll that. talk later about that. We I'm, can I'm talk saying, now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean oh, TikTok, you know... It's the best. If only life were like TikTok. You know, if you're in a situation that's bad, you just swipe it away. Yeah, true. But you have to true. sit there and deal with it. That's why TikTok's great and life can be kind of sucko. Yeah. But there's great food tips on TikTok. There is, there Great is. Food tips. Well, I mean, like anything, you have to vet it, you know, because there's there are some things that are misleading for a lot of people well, too. Sure. But that's life in general. You just have to vet the information you're given. I'm kind of burned out on social media anyway. I mean, we mm-hmm. only have one little post on TikTok for bitching about food, and I don't post that much on Instagram either for us. But hey, you know, one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy on all of them. You crazy? You're, you're never on anything. That's the weirdest thing. About I'm it. crazy about. I'm tweeting and I'm Insta. No, are you on TikTok? And I'm TikToking. I keep getting a suggestion for friends for you for TikTok, but are you even on TikTok? No, I am not. Okay. I should probably get on that, huh? TikTok, time's a ticking. 
I should get on that. <laughs> I don't old think TikTok. you would. I don't think you would like TikTok at all. Really? No. Because I, you know, as much as I love all of it, I can't imagine why I wouldn't like it. I mean, really, I really well, don't. Well, you know, I don't know. Now that AI is here, it's just it's all over. Oh, I know. I know. That's that's kind of scary. It is. It's all over. Especially yeah. when the guys that are inventing AI are like, "Well, we shouldn't have done that. Bye. We resign." It's like, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, you created it, and so now you now it's a bad thing. Yeah. Excuse Can't me. Can't you shut it down? You yeah. created it. No. Yeah. No. I know. One thing AI can't duplicate though is food. Like you know, food is a tangible living thing that we have to eat. AI doesn't have to eat, but we do. Yes. It's interesting. What about organic? Are you into organic stuff? Are you trying to embrace the organic way? You know, I, I I did, you know, but, you know, that's the thing about organic. Organic ain't cheap. The good stuff. It mm -mm. is not cheap. Mm -mm. You would just think you go to the ground, pull it up. Ooh, nope. No. Not cheap at all. No, the girls were talking about those organic potato chips, you know, so I spent all looking for them in Ralph's or Ralph's nothing I couldn't find them anywhere I think I have to go to Whole Foods for those organic potato chips oh, oh I forgot man. about those yeah maybe Whole Foods or something but yeah uh, did they say they tasted good no they said that when you plant potatoes if a farmer plants potatoes regular potatoes he's planting them to absorb all of the toxins in the ground okay and those are the potato chips that we get but organic farmers plant them in the ground and there aren't any toxins that are absorbed. So she said, if you're going to eat potato chips, you should always eat organic potato chips. Because the others are just filled with toxins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you find them, get me some. I'll, yeah. re I'll pay for them. Absolutely. Put it on my tab. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, no, I will. I'll pay for them. All right. Because I wanted to try. I forgot about those. Yeah. yeah. What about fast food? Do you do fast food? Back in the day? Oh, God, are you kidding me? Of course. I'm what? a child of the 70s. McDonald's or even even before fast food, my family on a Sunday like today, we would go down to Hawthorne. Hawthorne has a lot or had rather a lot of um, buffets. We I, I was a buffet kid. So that was like if we weren't in San Diego for whatever reason, we would go to San Diego. We would go down Hawthorne Boulevard and hit the different buffets. What? You mean more than one? More than one. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, okay. It's so, so much of oh my childhood. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like how many buffets in a day? I, on a Sunday, we'd maybe two, maybe. Yeah, but like maybe. full on or just half at one and half at half one? Half at one. Like, you know, we go, this one didn't have this or we go to the next one. Wow. Because oh they were usually like just a couple of stops away from each other. You know, this one had seafood or this one had this, this dish or what have you. So, Interesting. Yeah. Do they still have those on Hawthorne Boulevard? I don't think not, they... Not as much as they did in the 70s. There yeah, are a few. COVID kind of killed. Like, I don't think you'll find buffets at all anymore. No, we used to go to soup plantation. Oh, yeah, they have them. Do they? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, you have like some of the seafood ones. Um, wow. They, believe it or not, Golden Corral. I mean, not so prevalent here on this side. Don't forget, hometown buffet, remember? Yeah. yeah. Ew. yeah. But I would... Who? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Who's going to go eat at a buffet oh, these a days? Oh, yeah. Still. Still. Soup yeah. plantation. We went to soup plantation all That's the time. Right. We loved, you know, it was okay. Soup. But, but once COVID hit. Phew, yeah. Well, like R.J. Grunt, where I used to work back in the day in Chicago, they had a, it was the first salad bar in the 70s when yeah. he started it. Yep. Mm. I doubt they're still doing a salad bar. No. Highly doubt it. No. You would be surprised if you get into certain corners, people. I mean, it's, it's like time has frozen. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Huh. You see it more in the middle of America, too, I think. Buffets. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, oh, God. I, I, I mean, I haven't been to R.J. Grunts in years, but I would lay money they're not doing a salad bar anymore. Oh, well, we'll have to find out. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to Chicago soon. I'll find out. Yeah, find out. Be Get right on that. Yeah, get on that, would uh, you? Yeah. I want to know. Let's do everything else, too. <laughs> what yeah. else? What else can we talk about? Well, I have a question for both of yeah, you. Yeah. Since we're talking about food. Yes. You know, we're rather bitching about food we're bitching about it is there a particular memory that you guys have about food a particular meal or something about food food related taylor ham taylor okay taylor ham is now available in los angeles believe it or not it's a pork roll oh and it was used to only be on the east coast and my parents were both east coast people and they grew up with Taylor Ham and they love Taylor Ham. Mm. And so when I was growing up, 
my mother would go back east to visit her family and she would come back with a full tailor ham, you know, like a 16 pound tailor ham in her suitcase. Wow. And my father would slice it up and eat it for breakfast for weeks, kept it frozen. And I found some at Bristol Farms recently, a little baby tailor ham, and I made it for Dean. He goes, God, this is really good. What is this? I'm like, tailor ham. It's so good. It's such a part of my, as soon as I started cooking it, I was like brought right back to the 70s when I was a kid. It was mm -hmm. unbelievable. It's really a breakfast thing. Hmm. Never about, heard of it. What about you? Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, packing it up in the suitcase. I mean, I have a gazillion uh, food memories because my mother was obsessed with good food and she was brought up with great food. Um, but when she moved to, because she's from the East Coast, she's from Connecticut. So when my father, who was a veterinarian who got into horses or whatever, moved to Lexington, Kentucky, when she arrived there, there was, as she said, I'm going to starve to death in this place because there isn't any good food, which essentially there wasn't. And there was no ethnic food at all. Mm. There was no like Chinese restaurant. There was no Mexican. There was no Italian. There was nothing. It was just, and there was definitely what there really wasn't was um, Jewish deli. None. Didn't exist. So when my grandmother would come to vi visit, um, she called her suitcases Belize's. They weren't called suitcases. They were valises. And one, they were always covered in plastic. They were hard suitcases, her valises, with plastic on the outside. And one suitcase had all of her clothes. And I remember when Gaga was, we called her Gaga, when she was coming for a visit, my mother would manically get the kitchen table all all the plates out, all this out, all that ready to go, all these condiments ready. And, I'm, and I would be as a child thinking, mom certainly does get excited about her mother coming. And then in the other suitcase was nothing but food. She opened it up and there was nothing but pastrami, pickles, what? chopped liver, really? tongue, which I hate as a child. I was like, it looks like a tongue. There's no way I'm ever going to eat that shit. But my mother loved tongue. Um, she did? Yeah. And that was back in the day when chopped liver was made with chicken fat. And which but it's is chicken made with fat. It, they don't use chicken fat anymore because it's so bad for you, which is oh. why all the Jewish men drop dead in their 50s of heart attacks because their diet was so <laughs> atrocious. It was delicious. Um, I think they use like probably olive oil and stuff like that now. There's mm. no, the chicken fat is just really bad, but it's unbelievably good. And she would have like a separate thing of chicken fat. And she would have, you know, breads like halas and, you know, all this stuff that, and locks mm. and salty mm. locks. Oh, God. Belly locks. Why don't they have, right. and they why don't. Don't they have belly and locks in this it. town? They don't have it. They don't have belly locks in LA. They don't so have it. You have to go to Russ and Daughters in New York. And or Zabar's. Yeah. And if you want to ship it, it costs a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's for a pound of checks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Why? So mm. I have no freaking clue. But that's, uh, that's a pretty strong memory. Mm. Just everyone in the corned beef, the pastrami, the lox, the tongue, the, the, yeah, all that stuff that she would just consistently, you know, and the, uh, the poppy seed cake, the strudels, oh, yeah. all the oh, stuff that would come out of this one valise. Yeah. Yeah. That's and why the East Coast food is so good. Fantastic. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna enough to kill you though. Oh we're, yeah, we're gonna talk to a friend of ours who pickles. grew up in New York. Yeah, pickles, pickles. Yeah. kosher pickles, the pickles too. That's pickles are thing. having like a resurgence right now, though. Yeah, They're yeah, like huge now. Yeah, but delis aren't. I know. Delis. Remember, are... I ask you, I need a good deli. Hard. It's a turnover problem. There's a place in Torrance that Dean, Dean told me about. It's been there forever. I can't remember the name of it, but. Torrance, just Google Torrance Deli, and then there's Cantor's, I guess. But the problem is Deli is turnover. Yeah, you know? Cantor's, there's Cantor's, there's a place in the valley, Brant's. I've been to Brent's. Yeah. Brent's, I've been there. What about yeah. the place in Tarzana? Which, uh, Bees? Bees? Is that but that's deli? not a deli, no, that's a bakery. Oh, okay. Great bakery, though. Bees Bakery. They have really good stuff there. Oh, my gosh. But... So that's, yeah, when you ask me about a, a memory, that one, mm. there, there's a million, I have a million of them. Yeah. But... That's, I mean, I had incredible food yeah. growing up yeah. so that I'll never top as so, an adult. Yeah, me neither. So did Just I. won't. There's no way. Yeah, going to O'Hare with my dad. I've told that story before on the podcast. Going to O'Hare with my dad to get the lobsters for their lobster party. It was like, whoa. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, you know, for, well, I mean, this is this is your your realm. For the both of you, what restaurant here? Because we have our, like, New York has their signature food scene. We have ours. What would you say Los Angeles' signature restaurant is or their scene is? Is it the pizza? No. No. Hell no. Shit, no. God, no. No. Sushi. Yeah. I would say sushi. Yeah. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely the sushi. Because even people who come here from the East Coast and eat our sushi, who have great sushi restaurants where they are, are like, oh, my God, the sushi here is just amazing. Yeah. So I would say for, you know, yeah, sushi. Yeah. Definitely sushi. Okay. And I know that not everyone eats sushi. Like yeah. everyone eats pizza, but not everyone eats sushi. Yeah. So yeah. there's Ita- that. Italian food in L.A. is to me. That's why Angelini and Italy to some degree is such a miracle. You know, because Italian food in L.A., it's I think it's one of the worst things they do here is Italian food. But Chicago and New York, they do it great. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting. But, I mean, the Italian population in Chicago and New York is historically. Yeah, I suppose. New York especially. Yeah. Mm, but, mm, makes sense. you know, Chinese food out here isn't so great either. Yeah, we, we have to drive for Chinese. Do you like Chinese food? Of course, yeah. yeah. Where do you guys go for Chinese I don't. Okay. I don't know where to go. No. Where to go? I don't. No. I mean, oh, there. Well, I mean, there are places, but no. you have to drive, 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 drive. Oh wait a minute! What about Mar- Monterey Park? You guys don't don't go there? Well, I mean, it's far, far yeah. from us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. downtown used to have really, um, what was it called? The something palace. They had at least a couple of floors of good dim sum. Back when I worked in oh. in our so called industry quote unquote that was the best place it was bustling it was wonderful yeah let's talk about that what restaurants do you miss from when you were young because you grew up out here clifton's is clifton's gone they've turned it into some like kind of hipster kind of place downtown i i'm not welcome there i'm too old but um <laughs> oh god clifton's we again hello cafeteria because we're big cafeteria people all of my family went there and, and I missed it. I went. I, I missed that place. It was good. Good, clean, fun. I mean, because when we would go to Texas, we would go, again, the cafeteria culture. Lubby's was a big cafeteria in Texas when I was growing up. And the food was so fresh and so good. And Clifton's was the closest thing here to it, comparably. So I would miss that. And I mean, you know. Do you think that there's still a cafeteria culture in Texas that's stronger than it is here? I don't know because it's been such a long time since I've been there. Where so in Texas? Answer. Where in Texas did you live? Waco, Waco, Texas. Oh, okay. You know where Chip and Chip Gaines and his wife yeah, have yeah, taken yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Also, where they had the uh, standoff. Yes, with yes. the mm-hmm. now soon to be next uh, member of Congress. I'm what? guessing. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I think. Mm. Not, not too no, far off. Not too far not. off. No, not too far off. Anyway, I don't want to yeah. get political. Yeah, we're no. not going to get political. Scary. So, okay. But Scary. yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I just know that for me, my fondest memories clearly of Texas is just the food and family, the sweet tea that had more sugar than tea in it, mm. and, and, and the memories that those that it, it just kind of brings for me. Yeah. You know, I I can't replace that. Yeah, no. Mm. You can't. Mm-mm. That's uh, true. Yeah. Do you feel a coughing fit coming on? No. Okay, good. No. That's a miracle that right was, there. That was really weird. It just comes out of nowhere. You know, like hunger pains. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and get hungry? Like, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and go, God, I have to have nachos right now? Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, no offense, no. I do. Wow. Yeah. Somehow I'm not surprised. Yeah. I don't find that surprising. Of course yeah. you do. It's hard. I, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I don't do that. No. You're alone. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm surrounded by love. No. Always. Always. Just not right now. <laughs> no. Just not right now. I mean, I did that when I was younger. I haven't done that in a million years where I wake up and I like... don't do anything because I don't want to break my fast. All right, let's talk about the holidays. Mm-hmm. Your daughter does all the holidays. Everyone. Your mm-hmm. poor daughter. Mm-hmm. Every single Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, she loves it. She loves it. She says she loves it. No, she will call me 
just like you were freaking out about six months, she will call me. What are we doing for Christmas? What do you think? She has ideas. And you're like, and you're like, it's June fifteenth. I don't want to talk about Christmas. And she goes, No, we have to talk about Christmas right now. I, I, you know what? I'm a mother. I'll give in to her whim and I'll talk to her about it. But I mean, I love her enthusiasm because I don't want to cook anymore. So I just go with it. Doesn't she make the same thing every year for Christmas? No. What? No, she changes. She'll change it up. She'll do something different. Oh, no. My daughter is, um, her dad was Puerto Rican. So she will make some sort of Puerto Rican dish. Like she'll have like a Puerto Rican Christmas. Every year she would make Puerto Rican rum or coquito. I love coquito. So she makes it, you know, and she will harken back to those dishes that, you know, from his side. So no, she she'll switch it up. What is coquito? It's it's like it, basically it's eggnog. It's eggnog, oh, but it's, okay. it's not made with milk. It's made with coconut milk, coconut and a lot of rum. Cream of coconut, mm, like the stuff. Yum. That you, yeah, cream of coconut, evaporated milk, coconut milk, and rum and cinnamon sticks. Mm-hmm. Boy, that sounds good. It's so good. It is good. Sounds it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. We it's, should have that at work. Oh God. <laughs> you I don't get, know. I don't. I don't know. You wouldn't get anything done. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good day. That's, that's a good, good. day. Let's, uh, let's do that. What else does she make from Puerto Rican? I don't know anything about Puerto Rican food at all. Listen. Beans, rice, chicken. She'll make rice. She'll make. Um, she makes a lot of Belizean food as well because she was exposed to that because from one of her dad's uh, girlfriends. So she'll make some Belizean food, garnachas. What's, what's Belizean food? I have a friend who's from Belize. <sighs> Belizean food, same thing, staples, rice and beans. Um, spicy? Have you rice beans? No, not spicy at all. Just different, just different. You know, different kind of flavor. I've heard the food in Belize is really you know. good. It's Mediterranean, right? No, no. It's Central American, but it's also Caribbean. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, because of that part of the world, it's weird how, how it kind of falls. Well, I was so stupid. I thought Belize was an island, and then I realized it was part of Central America, but there's a huge Caribbean culture. Yes. But I believe Garifuna, I, I know I've, I've butchered it, but a huge part of their culture. The food is not spicy at all. At least the food that she makes, like stewed t- uh, chicken she'll make. Is it good? It is. It is. It's very good. Interesting. Belizean food. Mm-hmm. Mm. Never thought about it. And Puerto Rican food. Mm-hmm. Hadn't thought about it. Never eaten it. Me neither. Never eaten any of it. Nope. It's crazy. It's t- I think your daughter needs to spread her wings and have outsiders taste her food. Yeah. Like well, we Jan need to come over for Jan the holidays. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I will talk to her about that, especially the holidays, because that's when she usually does that. It seems like uh, an order of coquito can come someone's way. I you think know. just a, just a random sampling. Just a random sampling. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about like a million sides and a million dishes? Or are we talking about like two big main dishes and some rolls? I would think two big... Ba- oh, you're not getting rolls from us. I'm sorry. No, no, no rolls. rolls. No, Oh, no. Your daughter even gave up on the rolls? Too? Oh, yeah. She's like, this is too much. And unfortunately, my aunt passed away recently. So the, the rolls... Uh, the rolls have died? Ended. Have they rolled died. along. Yeah. They've done rolled. The yeah. rolls, the rolls. They've done rolled. They've done rolled along. They did. But wait, mm-hmm. that's did. weird. So like somebody passes away and that that's it for the recipe. That's gone. But you still have the recipe. We do have the recipe. So we someone do. else could make it. Yes. Well, she has a granddaughter who is a chef in Texas. So she makes the rolls for her family. So the she will live keep on. It. The rolls do live on, just not this branch of the family. I hear you. Yeah, it's too much. Mm-mm. It's no. like when my when my father's my father's mother was German, and her specialty was sauerbraten, and it took three days to make the sauerbraten. She would brown the flour, she would sour the meat, she would do all this crap. It took forever, and my father spent his entire life looking for that sauerbraten in restaurants. My mother was like, "I'm not making that." Never found it. And my mother tells the story. This is another food memory. My mother tells the story that when they got engaged, my grandmother had my mom and her family over for dinner and she made sauerbraten. And it was so sour that they could barely eat it. But they ate it and they also asked for seconds, which made mom move mom's heart because her family wanted to support her. But my mother said, you've never tasted anything so sour in your life. Sounds awful. And we would go to German restaurants once in a while, and Dad would order the sauerbraten. He would always just get this look on his face like, oh, it's not as good as Mom's. It's just not as good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wouldn't be, would it? That's one no. of those recipes that just died. Yeah. Maybe it should have, though. 
I don't know. I mean, that one really should have. Yeah, sour bread just doesn't sound great to me. No, it sounds horrible to me. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not appealing to me on any level. Yeah. German not food. the sour, I mean, not the broughton. Yeah, some German food is really good. Like my grandmother, my paternal grandmother was a great cook. Great cook. Yeah. She made some killer stuff, but. Not that. No. Yeah, no. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hear you. Uh, where are we at with time here? I'm just checking my clock real quick. We have seven minutes left. Seven minutes, Lou. <laughs> you got seven minutes to well, talk about. We have five minutes left. We'll, we'll we'll cut out a little bit early so we can get our next guest in here. But um, yeah, I guess that's all. We've talked about restaurants. We've talked about the holidays. Yeah, I think the takeaway here is that food is, it can be, it's just what I've said before, work. And it, and also if you have dietary restrictions, which you now do, Lou, and which I do, yeah. It's it becomes sort of uh difficult. Arduous. And very and very and less joyful. Because mm. you always feel like you're being deprived of something that you feel like I don't know. But food was never really joyful for you in the sense of preparing it or creating it. I mean you enjoyed eating it when you were a kid, but there wasn't there wasn't you didn't get infused with a sense of joy when food was around, did you? No, no. I mean, I got in. Th- I just loved to eat it because yeah. I mean, it was my family's cooking. It was good, and I, I came to like it. But the execution of it, of me wanting to do it, no, no, me, not so. It wasn't that strong. Me either. But yeah. was your mother like when your mom was she enthusiastic about her cooking? Like my mom and Jan's mom, they we, they were into it. Like their enthusiasm was infectious. Don't mm. you think? Was your mom like infectiously enthusiastic about her food, or did she just kind of do it because it was? You know what she you had. You know what? I think when my daughter came along, I think maybe at one point before it was when I was a kid, it wasn't there. But when my daughter came along, I saw that spark of her loving to cook. I guess it was just the person she was cooking for. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. So it skipped a whole generation. Whole you. generation. Yeah, whole. Ge- you and your grand, your mom and your daughter had the. Oh the, yeah. The connection. That's interesting. Yeah, and and my grandmother, same thing. My grandmother. Well, I am my grandmother. She. Cooking, no. Oh, so that's okay. So, like, it's, it literally skipped generations. That's so odd. That's weird. That's funny, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that sounds about right, actually. Well, does anybody else in your family cook like, like, like Frima? Um, my my mother's mother was a pretty good cook, but her mother was an incredible cook. Yeah. So, and then my mother didn't really start cooking until she had to. Yeah, but then she was into it. I don't know that she was into it, but she certainly knew how to do it. So, because she wanted to eat good food, period. Yeah, exactly. Obsess- obsessed with eating good food. Now she's just stuck with me making food for her, and I can see that it's not so great. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this has been really great. Mm-hmm. Sorry I had a little coughing fit in the middle. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It came to life in here as soon as you walked out the it door. Did? So, yeah, we, we were. Really? Did yeah, it we become like smoking. a whole new podcast with Yeah, we? we were smoking. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, we listen. Did. Thank you for coming. We really oh, appreciate thank it. You. And, um, you know, anytime you want to have us over for Christmas or New Year's or Easter or well, Thanksgiving I... or Halloween or, you know, <laughs> Groundhog Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, we're in. You know what I'm saying? I think I need to take you two on a tour of South LA uh, Belizean food. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. We'll bring my friend David too. He's from yeah. Belize. If he's I, I think that I have to do that. For okay, you. good. Yeah, okay. that would be good. All right. Talk to Sounds you later. Like a plan. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Bye.